Hello and welcome to the HRD Live podcast. The world of work is changing irrevocably, with a few transformative organisations at the vanguard of this change, one of which is WeWork. As I'm sure you know, WeWork provides shared workspaces for entrepreneurs, freelancers, startups and small businesses to allow them to work and innovate in collaborative environments. In this episode of the HRD Live podcast, I'm joined by Stephanie Houston, Senior Director of Talent Acquisition for Europe, the Middle East and Africa at WeWork, to discuss the company's approach to talent and working culture and how both are crucial to WeWork's innovation and success. Welcome, Stephanie, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to have you. Now, first of all, uh, congratulations, I think, are in order. WeWork was recognized as one of the best places to work by LinkedIn. Um, What is it about WeWork, you think, that resonates with talent so much? Uh, definitely something that we feel very proud of. Um, of course, every company really strives to create these places where mm. um, people are empowered to do their best work. And, and one thing that we do at WeWork is really talk about doing what you love. Um, and so mm-hmm. that's very much at the core of everything that we do. And so in terms of what we do that's maybe different, is it's about creating those communities. Um, and that goes beyond our product itself, where you talked about you know the space and the communities that we offer to our members. But it's also how we look at our own employee base as well. Um, so... For example, talent, you know, we're fighting, um, you know, kind of very tight talent pools. We're looking at people. How do we attract them to to WeWork? And some of the things we really have to focus on is, you know, what can we offer them that's different from what they potentially had before? Um, Mm -hmm. WeWork has a a set of core values. We've got six of those um, that talk about being together, authentic, grateful, entrepreneur, inspired. Um, And for us, it's all about making sure that that, Kind of those values really resonate with our internal communities, our internal employee base, and also how are we sharing that message um, outside as well to the organization. Fantastic. So you're also known, I think, to have quite a, a special emphasis on culture as part of your company. Mm-hmm. What's the, uh, the hiring philosophy in this regard then when you're thinking about your culture? So I think something very important and we've seen very recently as well is that shift from a culture fit to a culture add mindset. And that's incredibly important as companies continue to transform and change. Um, from a diversity perspective, looking at culture fit really much, it can replicates what we already have in organizations. Um, and that's really probably one of the quickest ways to kill creativity um, in companies that are scaling, especially like ours. And so thinking about a culture add mindset um, is something that's been proven to be very successful for us, where we look at what could potentially um, someone bring that's different and that we don't already have to the organization, um, but always keeping that core value at the set of it. So, for example, thinking about diversity in, in thought leadership or, you know, diverse background or someone that comes from, from a different organization or industry um, to what we already have here. And all those individuals bring something very special and unique to the culture where we think, you know, it's not just about um, kind of replacing our culture um, or kind of helping them, um, sorry, kind of absorb our culture, but it's actually how that marriage happens and it becomes a harmony. Um, and we can say the same about the companies that, that you know, recently have joined the WeWork or the We Company and the family, um, where, for example, if you look at Meetup, they have a kind of very, they've got their culture, which is really special to them as well. Um, but what we've tried to do is not say, here's our culture, you need to fit in this box. We've really looked to get the best of both cultures together. And that's what's created this amazing recipe for, for what kind of culture we have here and the kind of people that we attract as well. So speaking of values then, when you're looking for those new employees, how can you ensure that new talent you're bringing into WeWork shares those same values? I guess a 
about a year ago, what we thought was really important for us, and if we're thinking about WeWork as a company, so our founders were very much involved from the very early stages in terms of who we brought into the organization. You know, this is a, a company that they've spent a lot of time investing in. It's a passion of theirs. It's something they've truly believe in. And so they really were invested in the talent that we bring in, making sure that that culture piece was undiluted. Um, And so over time, as the company grows, it's really important to then look at that responsibility of, you know, who who are we using in the company? Who are our interviewers? Um, Who are helping us bring that amazing talent on board? And so that shift has happened from moving away from, you know, just the founders and the leaders to really the employee base. You know, we look at our colleagues to bring their new colleagues and the new generation of, of WeWork employees as well. And so when we look at how we how we hire for that, how we look for those values, we created um, a, a new step of the interview process, which is the culture interviews, cross-functional interviews. Um, that means that employer candidates who come into the business um, speak to someone who's not necessarily in the same team as them or in the same department, but they may collaborate with or they may work with at some point. Um, and we've created interview training that really focuses on what kind of questions, what kind of powerful questions can we ask those candidates that's going to help them show us how they can potentially you know, live, breathe, um, and demonstrate those values. Um, always thinking as well that this is a decision that's definitely more important for an individual to make, You know, choosing a company for them to join. Um, is this somewhere they're going to thrive in? Is this somewhere where they can do their best work? Um, and so those values are equally as important for them to see it you know, the beginning in us. So if I take the together value, for example, as one of the most important ones here, some of the questions we could ask is, you know, asking them to talk about their successes and their previous um, or their current role. And some of the answers we're looking for is there's no right or wrong answer, but we would love for them to tell us about team successes and who else helped to get them to a specific success. So talking about achievements um, collectively as opposed to individually. Um, and that's just one example of, of many that we have. So you mentioned that you're, you know, you're trying to get talent in quite a, a narrow pool, and I think a lot of organisations suffer from the same thing now. So, so you know, there's a, that talent out there. You want to reach it. How is WeWork uh, getting to that talent? What channels and media do you use to try and get that employer brand out there? So storytelling has never been more important. If you're looking at the world of work today and how we're engaging with our talent. Everything is online. Content is so easily accessible and and people can find things, you know, searching for a company. And so we really want to make sure that our authentic image is out there and that we're we're really telling the story of what it's like to be at WeWork. Um, We use um, a lot of social channels like LinkedIn, for example, to truly bring that um, that story to life. Um, so examples, we've recently created a few um, different videos, so video content that we've shared um, with, with external markets that tell them, you know, how we demonstrate our values that we work, what the culture is like, and what do those values mean to us as individuals as well. Um, we're also very much still launching in new markets. And so if you think about we work as a brand and, you know, launching in a, in a country where we don't yet exist, it's already hard to talk about what the company brand is. And so when that doesn't necessarily exist already, how can we then define an employer brand from there? You know, what's that value proposition going to be for, for the talent out there? And so it's really important for us, again, to, to focus on what channels are relevant for that local market. And sometimes that's something we haven't used before. Um, you know, LinkedIn isn't necessarily um, the most um, adopted um, social channel in every country um, across EMEA. And so finding out, doing the research and understanding where our talent lives, how they engage with us, how they interact, and then creating and tailoring content that's really going to be impactful, um, but in a very, very authentic way as well. Um, 
given that's one of our values, it's something that comes naturally here as well. And so we want to make sure that we're constantly uh, and authentically telling our story to the outside world. Is there a a moment you think which which captures the essence of WeWork's culture for you that that you think would be that's what you know the talent out there really wants to hear and identifies with? For me, I guess authentic. Seeing if we just talk about it, I can continue on that because it's one of my favorite values here. The reason is, and we talk about you know being an individual, and that's being very very important at WeWork. You know, we don't we don't try to put people in boxes. It's not about personas created. It's about being yourself and being able to be truly who you are and the best version of that person in the workplace. And so, um, a story that that I I, I love to tell and um, is. Thinking about people that I've brought into my team, for example, and, and we recently, I see recently, it's been a year now, hired um, a Canada Experience Associate on my team. And he and I were talking about his background, where he came from. Um, and this individual is a refugee and uh, he joined us, um, you know, pretty new to the country as well. And, and, you know, he was very, very transparent with me about finding his community, finding his space, finding his, you know, where does he belong in, in our society here, having gone through so much change personally. Um, and we were having a conversation about the likes and dislikes and what he enjoys doing. And then the conversation turned to shopping and, and wearing um, heels. And he, someone walked past us with an amazing pair of heels and, um, and he looked at me and said, wow, I wish I could wear my heels to work. And I said, well, well why can't you? And, you know, the conversation quickly shifted around, well, you know, it, it's, it's a workplace. I can't do that. And so for me, it was about reminding him about the culture we work is that there's an acceptance. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what your preferences are, what your hobbies are. You know, this is a place where you can truly and safely be yourself. Um, and after that conversation, um, a few days later, he came in wearing his heels and the amount of people that, you know, walked up to him and admired him for that and said that he was brave. And you could see and you could truly tell that he was being embraced by his colleagues and he was being he was being recognized for not shying away from who he is and that it's that it's okay and that we still, you know, we'll be here, we will support each other no matter what. And for me, that truly speaks about that authenticity in our culture and more importantly, that together value that truly holds us together. Wonderful. If I could ask you one more thing, listening to a story like that, it, it, it's inspiring. And I think a lot of HR leaders and people leaders out there want to make those kind of changes in their organizations. But if you could give a piece of advice, you think, to a people leader or a business leader who wants to make, who wants to change their culture in that way and make it more inclusive and progressive, what would that one piece of advice be, do you think? I think the advice would always be to to, to have the right voices around the table. You know, I've, I've been in conversations in the past where, you know, you're in a meeting room and, you know, there's three people around the table and, and we're talking about what we think our employees want, what we think would be great from an inclusivity perspective. When you talk about diversity and belonging, what, what that means for me will be very different to what that means to you. And so making sure that we have a really good representation around the table and those that those groups are also represented in a way where their voices can be heard. Um, and then truly listening. You know, there's something to be said about truly hearing what people are saying and not just assume that you know best. And just because a company is doing something doesn't mean we need to replicate that. You know, what's right for WeWork doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be right for other companies out there. And so for us, it's making sure that we're truly listening, that we are embracing, you know, a mindset change and that, you know, what's got us here today is and what's going to take us to the next level of where we are as a company. So, um, you know, constantly thinking about experimentation, thinking about what can we do that's going to be different and what's going to be valuable for our teams, and then actually following through. 
you know, not just saying that you're going to do something, but then truly showing that, you know, we're investing in this and this is something that really means something to us. And here's the reasons why it means something to us, not just a, a, check, a checkbox exercise. I think that's right. And you hear, you see so much the organizations will impact, uh, put in these these changes or they'll they'll talk a lot about making these kind of cultural changes and it never really comes to anything. It seems to be, you know, talk uh, a lot of the time. <laughs> but like when it comes to actually actioning those changes, it seems like that's the, the difficult part, right? And I think it needs to come from leadership. Do you think there's that the, the, there's something lacking in, in leadership in a lot of organizations in that regard that, that d- disallows that change? I think we're seeing, again, a change in that. So, you know, if, if you interviewed a leader, um, you know, a number of years ago and asked them what their biggest challenges are in, in, in their business and what keeps them up at night, those those answers will look very, very different today. And, you know, if you speak to leaders now, it's not just about, you know, how do we scale, how do we look at our revenue, et cetera. It's also about how do we attract and retain the best talent out there? How do we create um, the most inclusive teams? Because we know that that creates also the most creative environments, and that's where we can experiment more. And so having that sponsorship at leadership level and, and really having them own that messaging, and when you see that happening, that's when it organically seeps through the rest of the organization, because it's not manufactured it's not fabricated it's not just an initiative that you know from an hr people function you know that we're leading this has to be something that that really exists in every single leader in the organization but more importantly in every single person here as well and that's the only work the only way you can really create these these cultures and communities around us where it's not just you know one team leading um leading these changes but actually it comes from leadership because they truly understand that the investment there is important um, for the various reasons that that business needs at that moment in time. Of course, and I think also, as you say, for retaining talent, it's so important to have that that atmosphere and that space where you feel like you can be your most productive, your most creative as well. I think that's that's really crucial, and it's a very good point you make. Uh, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, I hope you can join us again very soon. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. That's all for this week. If you've enjoyed this episode of the HRD Live podcast, you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Spotify or online at hrdconnect.com where you'll find loads of other content from us as well. Thank you for listening and see you soon.